It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon. That you realize that feeling inside of you exists. That there's more to life than the way you have been living it. If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you. We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and, and the, the us. us. We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. Hi everybody, it's been like a million years since we last recorded. It's only been a month in linear time, but here we are again. We have Becca with us across the seas, Skylar's here with us as well, and of course me, Coco. So much to talk about. I don't even really know where to start. Where should we start, everybody? <laughs> what should we talk where about? We, where did we leave everybody? Where did we leave everybody? Like, what was the last podcast? What was the last thing that was talked about? <laughs> the last thing that we left everybody with is with Barbie World. You know, that was that was August. Is is really seeing that you were either in Barbie World or you were starting to live outside of Barbie World. So let's just start there. As August unfolded, it's like, look at your life. Look at how it unfolded to get you here into September. What choices did you make? And now that you're aware of your own individual Barbie world, what now? Well, I don't know if it's so much what choices you make, but what choices you made to keep you in Barbie world. Mm-hmm. You know, what choices you made to leave Barbie world and what were you doing to keep yourself in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, I feel like the question is like, where were you making your choices from? And that would lead into, were you making your choices from Barbie world or were you making your choices from the truth of you? Yeah. So the biggest theme that I feel like we can really get into and really start talking about is cool. It's, it was a huge month of seeing Barbie world or not seeing Barbie world. But the big thing is, is the victim and how you can see that you have this whole character, this whole life, this whole Barbie world, but what the fuck was pulling you into victim and what kept you into victim. And as you listen to this episode right now, are you still in victim? And to be quite frank and quite honest, yeah, a lot of people are because that is the journey. The only way through all of this, the only way to get out of all of this, and you are not singular, this is a humanity thing, is through. You have to move through your victim, rescuer, abuser. So when you look at Barbie world, how do you live in Barbie world? Well, you constantly rotate through victim, rescuer, abuser. When you start to leave Barbie world within yourself and externally, you're not necessarily living so fully from this victim, rescuer, abuser. You're starting to really trust yourself in fear, doubt, and hesitancy. Okay? So that was August. And to be honest, it's like August really rocked a lot of us because you had to really see, like Skylar said, the choices um, that were presented to you to continue owning and living in that cycle. Well, what month was it that everything flipped to the internal? May. That was May. That really, really showed in August where people are not realizing Mm -hmm. how much 
the choices they're making or not making, and most often than not, it's not making, is actually affecting them. And it's you can no longer blame outside sources. Yeah. You can no longer blame your job, your friends, your family, you know, the food that you are eating or the activities that you're doing. It's literally the um, the not choice. It's the sitting and not doing anything that really got people stuck. Yeah, I really love that, Skylar, because in May is when the quote-unquote experiment ended and you had to let go of all that once was that got you to this moment. And if you look at, you know, our specific world, we've been like quote-unquote prepping for a whole year to get here now. You know, me and Skylar were kind of talking about it before we got onto this podcast about it's like we've had a whole year to basically like pop into our triangle and be like, oh, fuck, I did that. Okay, I'm going to make a better choice and do something different. There is a whole group of humanity that literally doesn't even want to look at that is still stuck on what was is still stuck on the external things is still stuck on what existed. And that is fucking making your life so miserable, so hard, so full of turmoil, because you are still pulling from a past, still pulling from, you know, something that was instead of what's in front of you. Essentially, you're not in current energy. Yes, you're not in current energy. So Barbie World has a great door then for you. Yes. Well, and what's coming to me right now and what I've seen is a lot of people are bamboozling themselves with their language. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's either they don't know or they see it, but it's like, what are you doing about it? And it's it's that doing that is getting misunderstood within all of this because how do you get yourself out of victim how do you get yourself out of the abuser how do you get yourself out of the rescuer you have to do something different and that's usually followed by something that's uncomfortable but nobody wants to be uncomfortable everybody seeks comfort before doing the thing that's uncomfortable yeah well well that's why we get pushed as as human beings we get pushed to the absolute ledge um, where things start to collapse externally around you for you to actually take action. And if you go back to like the very beginning of this podcast, and even if, you know, when I stood in front <clears throat> of people at Nights with Coco, I would say, what, what do we do? We wait until the absolute fucking bottom of the barrel before we actually do something. And the imagery that I always use that's coming to me again is you know when you're on that water slide and it's about to go straight down and you're gripping on to the handles and you're like, oh fuck, why am I up here? I'm scared. And then Skylar's behind me peeling off my fingers one by one by one, being like, you have to fucking go. There's a whole line. You made the choice to get up here. You're up here. You know, that is where a lot of people through the addictions that they have, one of them being pain, obviously, they continue to put themselves at the same spot over and over and over again. It just looks slightly, slightly different because they're addicted to the pain and the comfortability of being on top of the water slide and having somebody else remove their fingers for them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's a huge thing. And I really want Skylar to kind of just talk about the language. Becca just touched on it here. And, you know, Skylar has been you know, 
working on me and Becca for a while with language, you know, in Kelowna last year, he would get shut down so fast. Now looking back, it was like we were in, in, in a high level of we work. So the second he tried to get us to do any language, I'd be like, shut the fuck up because, you know, you're about to fucking out something now looking back. But ever since we've come here, he's been on me and on me about language and I'm not going to lie, I want to punch him in the face in the early days, but now I really see why it's so important because as I have shared previously, the program has grabbed onto language. Skylar has a new um, word for it and I love it so much and he calls it headliner language. You know, we can call it love and light language, but it definitely is headliner language. So I really want him to to talk about this. Um, so Go. Okay, my TED talk on on headliner headliner <laughs> headliner language. Headliner language is it's essentially just that. It's I'm pinged. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's it's essentially a big word, or actually, it can even be a small word because those mm-hmm. are small words, but they have such big impact impact on everything else. It's so general. Mm-hmm. I'm pinged. What are you pinged about? I'm working through some stuff. What's what's pinging you? Mm-hmm. What is going on? We need to dial I'm down. sitting with it. Yes. We need to dial down into the specifics to eliminate and reduce the story. Because let's go for an example is I'm pinged. Yeah. Well, what are you pinged about? <laughs> if you actually have to say this out loud. Yeah. Sometimes it sounds ridiculous. Oh, I'm pinged because like no one said hello to me when everyone walked in. Yeah, saying that out loud sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Having other people hear that sounds ridiculous. But we will let that story spin in our head mm-hmm. that, oh my God, no one likes us because no one said hi to us this morning. Yes, and also what's... What, but we hide behind, I'm pinged. Exactly, and I'm pinged. If you say it out loud, and I'm just going to use me as an example because I have said this before where I'm like, oh, I'm really pinged that Skylar said that because I... I do feel ugly in this shirt, but I turn, what I do is I turn the fingers on me. So I'll say it out loud. I'll own the headliner and I'll turn it on me to be able to reflect it within myself. Most people right now just say I'm pinged and then they say the external thing. They have no internal dialogue and no self-awareness is which I just did a post the other day. And so that's what Skylar's trying to show people and get people to really show. Because if you use one-liners, aka the headlines, you're in character. You're not in your light. Yeah. And I would like to just touch on this because in my household, the one thing is I'll hear, I'm sent right now. Yeah, that's another one. And then the response is like, okay, what do you have to be sent about? Yes, great. And then it's like, it's almost like, there's like a frozen uh, space that happens and it's like, oh, I have, to ha- I have to actually look and see what I'm sent about. Is it a fact? And then because it'll either be the truth gets outed or the story gets outed. But the headliner is protecting something. Yeah. The headliner is protecting people and allowing them not to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because what does the story, what does the character really want you to be is... Um, protected that's what there's that's what they're there for but the light wants you to be vulnerable because it eliminates and reduces the story and the character 
Yeah, and I just really want to talk about Skylar and really give a shout out to him because his mentoring and and what I've watched him do with this is just, it's absolutely epic. And I just want to talk about it because it's important for us to all recognize this inside themselves because he has done this to me. And, you know, in the early days when I was remembering who I was and I would stand in front of people again at Nights of Coke and they'd say, who was your mentor? And I'd always say that it was him. And unknown to me, he was mentoring the character in me, but talking to the light. So Skylar as a mentor is always talking to the character is all sorry is always mentoring the character but talking to the light and if you've ever talked to Skylar if you've ever had sessions with Skylar you will realize that you might come out of it feeling this sense of relief and you might be like oh my god I feel like I'm doing it I feel so good he almost gives you this like euphoric high and what that is, is your light has just been like, holy fuck, I'm, I'm literally showing him my drugs. I'm literally telling him I'm outing myself. And he's been saying that to me for years. Let me hang them. Let me hang them. You know, back when Seven stayed with us, he'd be like, you got to hang people. And I never understood it till now. So if you're mentored by him and you're not utilizing him properly, you're in your own self-created turmoil. You're hiding behind not only your headliners, you're hiding behind the truth that is suffocating you right now. Suffocating you. Because the character, like Skylar just said, will do anything to self-preserve itself. Because what does the character hold? The victim-rescuer-abuser triangle. How does the character survive? that triangle it just does so when you openly admit that you are victim rescue or abuser not externally because everybody's great at fucking pointing the fingers and saying but when you start to be able to point back at yourself and admit that you're this that you're that that triangle those drugs it almost looks like it starts to collapse in on itself and language, yes. it starts with language. Yes. And I just have a small example to share is, and it's really, it's funny. It's really funny. It was, I think this time last year, maybe, um, I remember when I was like having the narrations about like being alone or, oh, I'm, all these men are pulling out. Like when I walk down the street, like I'm pulled at men. And Skylar was like, go on a date. Like, what's the harm in that? Go on a date. Like, yeah, go out with somebody. And I looked at him and I was like, are you fucked? And I was like, that's a no, that's a straight up distraction. But that's, that's the example is like, he gave me a plate, a 10 course fucking meal and said, have it all. And I said, no, because I know that that's not what I need. It's tantalizing to the program for sure. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I know that that's not what I need. Thank you for the fucking check. And off I go into the other direction because I, he saw, you know, the opportunity and gave me that choice point. Yeah. So if I was to I ask you, what, what made you discover that inside yourself in that moment when he said that to you? I felt gross. I felt gross. I was like, are you kidding me? You're just going to tell me to go on fucking dates? Why? Yeah. And that's, that, that's part of the hanging yourself. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh. 
Well, I mean, that, that's where the beauty of language really, really is so important. Because like another example, I was talking to, to someone and they, they mentioned the words famous. Mm-hmm. And I was trying and I was asking them some questions about what it meant to be famous. You know, what was the reason they wanted to be famous? And they're like, it's not famous. Uh, it's just the, it's not famous. And they were kind of stumbling for words. And Coco actually yelled the answer from the bedroom. And I'm like, don't worry, I know. And I just kept asking him questions about what his intent was with like, with fame or where he kind of wanted, where he thought he was going to end up being. And really what he finally realized is it was his desire to be seen or not to be seen. That's what he was worried about. But the only language he had is famous. Mm -hmm. Now, they're very, very similar but they're also very, very different. Yes. Not being seen and being famous is language. Yes. But they mean different things. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to separate them and really understand what we're saying because what we're saying is what we're thinking and what we're thinking is what we're believing. Yes. Amazing, Skylar. And also to add on to that, let's take that example. Fame is a character want a character desire, a character addiction, a character loop, okay? Not being seen is coming from the light. It's the truth of the light. Mm -hmm. Well, because it runs in the fear and the doubt. Exactly. So you you can see the two difference and why why language is so important. So I really, really want to hit home on this as we move into September and we move into the rest of our lives, to be quite honest, is... In order to, you know, live the life that we are here to build, to live that that freedom, which I want to talk about too, um, is you have to be able to develop this self-conversation and awareness with oneself. And I know I had just talked about this with Alexia actually the other day, and she was like, it's fucking wild to me. She's like, last year you were really helping mentor me to like, you know, have some activities in my life, start living. And she's like, I went and bought like a fucking puzzle or I went and did whatever to buy, you know, went to spin, whatever. She's like, and I had zero. And she says, and I mean, zero internal conversation about it. It was like, there's a puzzle. I'm going to buy it because I need to buy a puzzle because I need an activity. There was no pointing the fingers back at oneself, asking oneself the conversation. And I feel like in this moment before we move forward about things is we should kind of give an example of how we live because I feel like people don't understand. Um, and the three of us all live this way with this internal dialogue. And I mean, we can talk about it till the cows come home, but I feel like nobody really actually gets it until they live alongside of us. So, you know, you and I, I heard you say in a mentoring session the other day, you're like, me and Coco all day long are talking about the self-awareness of things. You used your free diving as an example, you know, even our house choices, all that. We don't just, and I, and I heard this in session yesterday where somebody's like, oh, I just look at you, Coco, and think that you just all of a sudden like know that you don't want that house. Or you know you don't want to buy that shirt. Or you just know. And I'm like, no, I don't just know. I have self-awareness and a conversation with myself about why I do the things I do. So let's just take a moment and let's just pull an example. Or let's just do it in real time about how we have a conversation. Or maybe when the three of us live together, where that was that internal dialogue or that internal conversation. Because 
people can really look at consciousness as this face value thing. But what is consciousness? Consciousness is having experiences to then gain awareness to then make choices. And that, yes, is a combination of external experiences and awareness and choices, but then it goes back into the internal. So do we have an example? Does anyone have one yeah. that they want to give me? Okay, Becca, go ahead. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It starts the second <clears throat> that my eyes open yes. in the morning. So I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth. I do, I wash my face, all those things, okay? And then I go to my closet I open my closet doors and I'm like, okay, what, what do I want to wear today? How do I want to feel today? I'm not just grabbing sweatpants and a sweatshirt because it's comfortable. I'm looking and I'm like, okay, how do I feel in the sweats and the sweatshirt? Yeah. Does that feel good today? Or does that mm-hmm. feel borderline? Like I'm being lazy and I'm not like actually feeling into what I want to wear here. And then I look, I pull out a pair of jeans and I'm like, okay, does this feel better? put them on, see how I feel. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that I was being totally fucking lazy with the sweats and the sweatshirt. The jeans feel better and pull me out of that like laziness per se. Yeah, and I just want to interrupt about that because I heard Skylar mentoring on this too, is it's like it, it literally starts with getting dressed in the morning where it's like if we go to the beach, for example, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm putting my bathing suit on because I'm going to the beach. But so many times I've been like, I'm going to wear a dress or I'm going to wear these shorts or I'm going to change or I'm going to do this because I don't follow it by an external practicality. I have an internal conversation with myself about what the energy is being presented to me and what it feels like versus what logically I think makes sense. Correct. That's the shift. Skylar. I'm I'm not sure if I'm okay. He's not really, really following. So go ahead. I I might have. The different example, but I'm just kind of listening for right now. Yeah. So I feel like what it really comes down to is um, feeling good and taking care of yourself. If we use the getting up in the morning and dressing yourself, it's what feels good. What is going to set you up to feel good inside of your body? What feels good? How can you continue to elevate and ask yourself questions in everything that you do. Even I'll use Ren too as the example if we want to just move along here. Is I walk him in the mornings, okay? He tells me where he wants to go. And there are days where I will tell myself that, oh, I only want to have a short walk, okay? And then I'm like, okay, why do I only want to have a short walk? Is there a rush to get back to the house to make my coffee? Mm-hmm. What does my day look like? he deserves to have a longer walk so do I have capacity yes I always have capacity so then we go for a longer walk and then if somewhere within that longer walk I sit there and I'm like okay my body is starting to tell me that I'm tired I'm like okay is it time to turn around because I have to walk the exact same distance back to the house now how am I feeling wow is your name is your name Skylar or did Skylar teach you this but here's the thing it's interesting because i i lived with you guys and i watched you guys and i got to experience you know your internal dialogue was more of a conversation i saw how you guys talked to each other i saw specifically how skylar would talk to me and question me and i took that and i now carry it inside of myself because 
I don't have you guys here in Kelowna to be that like external accountability piece yes. to like call me out on my shit. So I have to have those conversations with myself. I have mm-hmm. to, even when it comes down to what I make for breakfast in the morning. Am I lazy and I just want toast because it's just a mundane thing that I can put in my body? Or do I actually want to make French toast, bacon, and fucking fruit to fill myself up and have an experience mm-hmm. am i going to put music on to liven up the fucking house or am i just going to sit in silence so that i can fucking listen to my narrations like it's small, small yes because through like, throughout the day you hear these notions you know where it's like i did the same thing today where i was doing the dishes and i was like put on taylor swift put on the music and that's me having the conversation and listening to myself versus avoiding that that should even happen because it, it it's a combination of listening to, to yourself having that internal dialogue you know another example that i was going to write about about this on on instagram the other day i just didn't do it yet was you know how many times have we been on tiktok or we've been on instagram and we see that outfit or we see that thing or we see that whatever then before you know it we're on fucking nordstrom.com or you know old navy and we're about to buy that shirt without that inner dialogue because you literally are being sold to and you have no idea why you buy it. Then you buy it and you have this whole narration that starts this whole fucking journey of unconsciousness for you. So I can feel Skylar over here and I feel like you can add to this, but let, let's see what you have to say. Um, I know. I was just thinking those are, are really super great examples of things that can be immediately figured out yeah right but what about something that stretches out over a day or a week or a couple of weeks yeah which is kind of why i wanted to bring it up because that's that happens to people not everything can be so easily solved i was like okay i'm not wearing jogging pants today i'm gonna put on a pair of jeans so i have finally decided that i was going to be different than what I normally would do. And I was going to do, do the thing that I've always wanted to do. I was going to go free diving. Mm-hmm. This has been on my list for fucking, <laughs> we call it his someday, his someday list. Yes. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's been on the list for years. So I yeah. finally decided, you know what? I'm going to do it. There's a person in Corfu. They teach it. So I'm like, perfect. So I've been kind of waiting for the opportunity to do and the time to do this. And I finally decided I'm going to do it. After much talk already with Coco, because just that I've had so much time to sit here and think about it. I've had so much time to research it. I've had so much time to, to read about it. And I've literally been swimming underwater since I was knee high. So there's a lot of like expectations going into the course already. One, am I going to love it? Is it going to reach my expectations or is it going to completely suck ass? I'm a very difficult person to please. I have high expectations for things, <laughs> right? I I really, really want someone Say like... Say it loud for the people <laughs> in the back. <laughs> so I emailed. We're going to skip some places yeah, here. because Let's I don't not need, take the huge yeah. scenic route. Yes. So I emailed asking for information, dates, all that sort of stuff. About four or five emails, I never actually got any sort of information. I'm like, this is really, really weird. Like something is going on here, but I just noticed it and was aware. So then when I actually got some concrete information, I had booked it. Um, we talked more through text message or whatever. And then I show up 
And essentially the whole entire three days of the course was exactly just how the emails presented themselves to be. Disorganized, not really committed, no connection, nothing. So of course, what happened? I have high expectations. <laughs> it sucks. This is not at all what I wanted. I wanted someone to be passionate about it. Someone to just like teach me and, and share that enthusiasm with me. And of course, it, it didn't happen. Yes. And I just want to interrupt with this. Um, as somebody who's witnessing this going on, and, and, and this is a really good example for people, is I could see all this bubbling in him. I could see it. At the end of each day, he didn't really have language for me. You know, he didn't really want to knock it, but he didn't really want to like... He, he just hadn't wasn't able to process because at the very heart of it, he was having this internal conversations with himself, whatever those conversations were. You know, and then on the last day, he couldn't equalize his ears and he couldn't get down to quote unquote pass the test to pass the course. And, you know, that then led into this whole journey that I will let him pick up on. But he had to have this whole experience and we're obviously cliff noting it because it, it went back, you know, along the whole last week to get to this moment of clarity that he's now going to share with you. Well, and here's the thing. You could think that I didn't like the course because I didn't pass. Yes. Actually, you would be wrong. Yes. Actually, I'm quite thrilled that they're not just passing every Tom, Dick and Harry who takes the course because there is such a very big potential to be injured and, and to pass away doing this. So I'm actually happy with that. It was everything else that had really bothered me about it. Yes. The reason why I couldn't give language during the course and maybe for a few days after is because there was not enough time and not exactly. enough distance for me to really sort out and figure out my thoughts. I didn't mm -hmm. want to give anyone a very specific answer and anything I did say, I tried to leave very open-ended because as I thought about things and as I felt into things, I was able to discover a lot more of what was really going on. Yes, and I wanna pause there as well because so many people want to rush to have an answer, to have a solution, to be able to just diarrhea out why why something is taking place within themselves. Go ahead. If, if you don't mind, I just want to add, because as I'm witnessing the conversation, he had an external experience of so something outside of him he wanted to experience that then invoked um, an internal outcome. Exactly. Instead of an external outcome, because the external outcome would have been to pass and to get the certificate or whatever. But instead, he quote unquote failed and then got to have that internal experience within himself to see something within himself. Exactly. I'm going to put a little little asterisk on this right now, which is something I really, really like doing as well is what I noticed when I was out there is that the free diving course taught you the sports of free diving. And one of the things that I noticed out there is I just liked diving. Mm -hmm. I didn't so you like had to have the experience. Yes. So, mm -hmm. and I just want to just, this is the reason why the asterisk is there is because if I had passed, I probably wouldn't have noticed as much that I just like the thought of diving, not necessarily doing the specific way of free diving. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, and, and, and this whole example that we're sharing, and this is just a bigger um, example and, and how we live and this is where everybody's going to get to. This is why life is hard for so many fucking people. 
because they right away put a brick wall on the experience and they definitely do what Becca just said is they need to have the experience to have an external outcome versus to have the experience to gain the internal awareness. So take that in. Majority of the world has experiences to get an external outcome. When you're conscious, every experience that you do is to discover an internal awareness. That's consciousness right there in a nutshell. So notice we see it in our work every fucking day. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. I'm going to do something wrong. I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, they're, they're selling and telling, like literally throwing fucking confetti in the air about why they do what they do external, because everything still has an external attachment to the outcome. But it's avoiding the work. Exactly. It's also avoiding the work. <clears throat> Skylar? If you don't want to have the experience, you're, you're avoiding. Well, you're avoiding the internal work. You're avoiding the internal work. I had yeah. a thought and I just can't, it's on the tip of my brain. Yes. Well, you're, you're avoiding the internal work because if mm-hmm. you can all of the sudden, cause let's be frank right now, you don't, okay, go ahead, Skylar. Okay. So he, here's a thought that I, I was having. I had this conversation with someone. I just kind of want to throw it out there and I'm quickly, quickly losing the, the, the connection with it. So, um, oh my God, I hate when this happens. Okay. I'll pick back up where I'm going. Pick back. Yeah. Because when Becca D, everybody's go coming at me. So Becca, go ahead. You go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. I, I was just witnessing. Okay. So what I was going to say is with the external, okay, when you want to have an external outcome with everything, you are avoiding the internal work. Okay. So for example, if you need to sell your car or buy a house or do whatever, you can't say that you're scared of making a wrong mistake. You can't say that. It's easy to sell your car and buy a fucking house and have a fucking human experience. You've been doing it for however old you are in linear years. What you're avoiding is the discomfort and the awareness that you're going to fucking gain from selling that fucking car and buying that fucking house. Because you're going to see how you lied to yourself or you're going to see the truth of you. So notice that. If you fucking sit there and be like, I'm scared of doing something wrong, or I'm scared of trying this, or I'm scared of experiencing this, uh uh uh, honey, you're fucking scared of yourself because you know that if you go and do the free diving, which Skylar fucking did this last week to me, when I said to him, Did you book the fucking free diving? He looked at me and said, Coco, I'm actually nervous to book the fucking free diving because I've hyped it up so much, and what if I fucking hate it? So Skyler could have easily said to me that I'm scared to do free diving. I'm scared to make a mistake. I don't know if it's aligned. I don't know if it's right. Gives me all the fucking bullshit. No, he gave me the truth. He was like, I'm fucking scared that this whole story and this whole fucking idea in my head of what free diving is, is actually not going to come true. Or maybe I fucking suck at it or whatever the case is. He literally opened up his fucking heart, his truth, and gave me the fucking openness and then went and had the experience anyways, because he can't fucking lie to himself. So if he would have sat there and said, oh, you know, the money or oh, this or all that. No, you're fucking lying. You're bullshitting. You're bullshitting because you don't want to look at what's going to come out of you in that. Period. 
Skylar, did you get your... your yeah, 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 no, okay. I got it, which is great because we're tying into bullshitting. Yeah. The story is always bullshit. The story is literally always word vomit. Yeah, bullshit. And by I mean by word, word vomit, it's there's a lot of it. There's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. A story has got to convince you. Yeah. The truth never does. No. The truth is like a fucking period. It's a fucking dot. It's just there. It exists. Mm -hmm. You know it. If you have to tell yourself more, it's a story. It's bullshit. It's distracting yourself. It's trying to fucking keep you in or spin you into a fucking circle. The truth is always very simple. And the feeling is always very simple. Because it can't be complex. Mm -hmm. It can't. Complexity comes from storytelling. It comes from, guess what? A narration. It has to build something. Mm -hmm. It has to present a land. It has to present a problem. It has to build a plot, characters, dimensions, depth, all of these things. Mm -hmm. But the truth is this always simple. It is. And, 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 here, and I use this last night in mentoring. I, and, and I've talked about this before and I'm going to use it again. You always know somebody's not having sex when they're telling you that they are. Literally, you know, go back to your partying days, go back to, you know, high school days. Everybody's like, yeah, I got all these women, all this stuff, like, you know, whatever. If somebody is telling you, you know, it's, it's a lie. They're, they're literally creating a whole fucking, like Skylar said, story about it. Why? Because they don't want to stop to look at the truth of that. Because well, when you just are, you're constantly having the conversation about yourself. Or sorry, to yourself. Yes. Well, and it's self-convincing. Yes. Because if, if somebody can, you know, read their script, tell their story, then it becomes real. It's like people who lie. If they can lie enough times, it becomes their truth. And then the thing that they're lying about, quote unquote, disappears. But it doesn't because then it lives in the body. Mm -hmm. Well, even, even look at that. Even look at lying. Lies are generally never, ever simple. They're very, very <laughs> complex. People have to weave a web yeah. of lies and of deceit and tell a story. And then why do liars always get caught? Because they can't remember all of the bullshit that they've said. Mm -hmm. So the truth is always very simple and it's always straightforward. Whether it's a nugget of information or it's a feeling in the body. It's always simple. Well, and what's coming to me too is it's like when you're lying um, and it to yourself or you're telling a story to yourself, how do you know? You know because your body will show you. And I did a post about this. I said, you always know when you're about to do something that's wrong because your body will not fucking lie to you, okay? Otherwise, it's just a mistake, okay? So you really need to sit with that for a moment and feel that you always know when you're about to lie and I, or, or sorry, make, make a mistake. And I, and I talked about this last night in session where it was like, now, if you use this and we're all addicts in some way, shape or form, and I call the addict room, the trap door. Okay. So if you use, you know, Skylar, for an example, Skylar is amazing at getting you to talk about your trap door. You know, you'll just fucking vomit to Skylar about your trap door, basically being like, here's my fucking drug. Here's my fucking drugs unknown to you. The shift that starts to happen is when you own that you have your addictions and you have these drugs and you start showing them in the first place. 
So people who follow me on, you know, my account or even how Becca is starting to talk on hers, that those accounts have started for us personally to basically talk about and show our drugs and to talk about our journeys about like, this is what my drugs are instead of constantly hiding our drugs. Okay. So if you use the imagery of drugs and you have these drugs, so many people are keeping an ounce in their pocket for someday just in case, just in case things don't work out, just in case whatever, they have an ounce of drugs still and they're fucking bypassing and bamboozling and fucking, you know, waiting to get back to me or whatever story they're telling themselves in their life so that they can hold dearly to that ounce of drugs instead of just admitting that they got them. And so when you admit that you have this ounce of drugs, you all of a sudden admit that you fucking have been lying to yourself. And there's so much ease and freedom to that because it's the line that I've been saying to everybody. When you're dating someone, you know, in my case, a man, if he loves you, if he wants to, he would. The same thing goes for consciousness. You cannot deny once you have experienced something once and then you go and do it again. So if I use Becca as an example, you're a really good example of someone who gets awareness or has an experience and very rarely do you do it again because if you do, you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've been really good at showing your drugs for your own self because otherwise you're just lying. If you yes. repeat it. Yes, and the example that's coming to me is you know when you guys left, it was like, okay, I need to have these experiences. I need to live. Like, what is living to me? And, you know, I had said, like, when you guys left, I had many face plants. But within those face plants, I always felt like I was walking up a set of stairs. And when I got to the new floor, it was like, okay, then I would face plant. And then I would go back up another floor and face plant again. I had to just to show myself whatever I showed myself. But it was like the, um, the rave experiences. I had, I think, what? two or three of them and the last one that I had I went into fucking Westworld you gave me the awareness and I was like never again I see how that's old that pulled me into my fucking old life I don't need to seek that out anymore because I know what the experience holds Mm -hmm. and there's so much more that I can do with my time with myself that can you know give me the feeling that I was searching for in the rave which was just um ease yeah and the rave were not ease but every other experience that i had from then on was easy because it wasn't necessarily old and that i wasn't lying to myself moving forward exactly you weren't holding that one ounce of drugs still in your pocket saying exactly trying to convince yourself and i just want to touch on that before we move forward here is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring like characters and our light and everything kind of full circle here with with what Becca just talked about and Skylar, do you have anything to say before I move forward or? Well, I just want to say that like a lot of this, a lot of the ease that people would have with their stories, with the narrations, with their drugs, is vulnerability. Be vulnerable. Yeah. Be willing to express that sorrow, that pain, but also have and some comfortability. Whatever you're uncomfortable with. Whatever you're uncomfortable with. Be okay with that. Everyone goes through everything. Everyone, maybe we don't have all share the same experiences, but we can definitely not judge other people 
for their experiences because we've all done shitty and dumb things. Mm-hmm. Right? So be vulnerable with those people, but also hold yourself accountable so you don't wind up back here again. Yeah. yeah. Don't be the person that says sorry six times but still continues to do the same shitty action. Yeah. That's not being vulnerable. Mm-mm. Right? Well, it, you're lying to yourself. You're not actually you're sorry. You're not actually sorry. You're not actually doing anything. And I, and I really love what you said about the judgment piece because, you know, until you don't judge others, um, you're not really living a conscious life, to be honest. And you can't sugarcoat that because if you're judging people, you're still judging, your, you're still judging yourself, but you're, you're outwardly project, projecting it to yourself. So you might be aware that you are judging people, but that's it. You're just in awareness. You're not conscious because that's the example that Skylar just said. Because if you notice that you judge people, you will full stop work on that inside of yourself to not do it anymore because you actually do start living at this space of like neutrality. And and I can really speak to that because for, for a long time of my life, majority of my life, I judged the shit out of people. I came from fashion. I was the biggest critic. And now it's just, it's so peaceful to have such a neutrality for everybody. There's a difference at times where I get a frustration, you know, but there definitely is not a judgment. And once you start living in that judgment-free zone, I hate to say it that way, but that's what it is. You really start living from the inside out because you realize that the only reason you were judging and pointing fingers is because you weren't willing to look at the internal conversation inside while you were will you were judging yourself still exactly that's where it comes from because so if you're judging others you're judging yourself mm-hmm. when you stop well, and the, judgment, the judgment comes from an unworked through space yes. inside of yourself yes exactly and it's all part of the 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 moving the moving through the moving through it all you know and you, you cannot bypass all this and i just want to move us forward with kind of the energy and then going into the energy report sorry skylar we're gonna do it in part two. Oh, he wants to do part two so i'm just gonna stop this and we're gonna have a part two so see you in part two